Polyphonic Press, the podcast where two music fans pick a classic album completely at random. Using the patented random album generator, they are given an album to review from a curated list of over 1,000 classic releases, spanning multiple genres. And now onto the show. Here are your hosts, Jeremy Boyd and John Van Dyke. Hey, welcome to Polyphonic Press. I'm Jeremy Boyd. And I'm John Van Dyke. And uh, let's not waste any time. We've got the patented random album generator right in front of us here. Uh, so let's hit the button and see what album we're going to be listening to this week. And the album we're going to be listening to is Primal Scream, Vanishing Point. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I don't think I've ever heard of... I've heard of Primal Scream, I think. Um, but I'm not familiar with them i've heard the name okay so this is what it says on allmusic.com okay so primal scream found themselves in danger of losing their hip audience in the wake of their misconceived trad rock record give out but don't give up as a reaction they returned to the genre bending electronic dance rock of the seminal screamadelica for gives give outs uh follow-up Vanishing Point. Instead of recycling the dazzling, dazzlingly bright neo-psychedelia of Screamadelica, Primal Scream reaches deep into cavernous dub and 60s pop. Vanishing Point is a dark, trippy album filled with mind-bending rhythms and cinematic flourishes. The addition of former Stone Roses bassist Manny to this uh, to the Scream gives their music an organically funky foundation that had been lacking. Over those rhythms are samples, re- reverb guitars, and synthesizers that echo spy movies, Southern Soul, and The Stones. Above anything else, Vanishing Point is about sound and groove. Words remain a weak point for Bobby Gillespie, who only managed to manages cohesive lyrics on the swirling burning wheel and star. But that is a secondary concern since Primal Scream is at its best when working with uh, working the rhythms. So- songs like Kowalski and in particular in particular, the extended instrumentals of Get Duffy and Train Spotting illustrate that the group is still capable of creating exotic, thoroughly entrancing sounds, which is what makes Vanishing Point a remarkable comeback. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, when was this? Uh, 1997. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, this album was released on July 7th, 1997. Uh, genres are electronic rock, dub, neo psychedelia, and kraut rock. Uh, and label is Creation and Reprise Records, produced by Primal Scream, Brendan Lynch, and Andrew Weatherall. Um, and they're a Scottish band. So and they're kraut rock. I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, so yes, yeah, so there are. There's no really, really no side one or side two, but uh, there's eleven songs on the album. So what we'll do is we'll listen to the, the first five, and then listen to the uh, the last six songs and um, go. And this album starts off with a song called "Burning Wheel." So uh, here we go. Here's "Burning Wheel" from the album a "Vanishing Point" by Primal Scream.
Okay, ending the first half of the album with If They Move, Kill Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know about this. I'm, I'm having a bit of a hard time connecting with this music. Yeah, a little bit too. I mean, there's parts of it I like, and then there's other parts I'm just, it's, it's not doing it for me. I thought Burning Wheel was kind of cool. I mean, it still had that sort of like hip hop beep going on behind it, but it had more of that like 1960s sort of pop sort of thing going on. And I thought it was kind of cool. Um, some of it is, is, I guess it's a little too industrial for me, maybe. I don't know. It's yeah, it's too industrial and and I think the description is right in that, you know, to me like these aren't really songs in a way. Like I get that they're instrumentals, but they they sound like it it does sound like music you would put in like a spy movie or an action movie or something yeah. like that, like Mission Impossible or like The yes. Born Identity or something like that. Especially from like the night, you know, the late, late 90s, 90s early 2000s, 2000s that yeah era yeah yeah so i it doesn't strike me as the type of music you would necessarily put out as an album but rather to write as incidental music you know to to a, a scene in a movie or something like that so i'm i guess i'm having a hard time connecting it connecting to it as as a as as music rather than you know the song star uh, so far as uh, was really the only song with vocals well some of the, a lot of them have vocals but some of them are it's the only one that had like like lyrics yes lyric yeah yeah um and so uh, yeah that that song was was all right and um but the rest of it just uh, you know i'm i'm having a hard time feeling it i guess and you're right. I think part of it is it's because it's very industrial. It feels very cold. And don't get me. Sometimes industrial music is like industrial music is uh, it's a legitimate genre out there. And it's uh, not all bad. It's, you know, I kind of like myself a bit of Depeche Mode from now and then. But uh, and, and Nine Inch Nails, of course, were very industrial. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This one's I don't know. I mean, you kind of have to wait and see what the second side sit has in store too but i'm a yeah i'm i'm with you too i'm still sort of on the fence as, as to whether or not i'm really behind this one yeah it, it really just is like there the the that's the thing is like there really isn't anything wrong with it like if i were producing this this album it's like yeah it's it's executed well it's it's done really well there's nothing really like there's nothing where i can point as like oh the guitar should be this or that it's like there's none of that it's just like technically there isn't anything wrong with it. I think it's just a matter of taste, really. It really is just a matter of taste. Yeah, like there's nothing really to pull apart or and dissect, and it's like it's done well. It's just I don't know. It's just not really for me. Um, it sounds so very nineties to me. It does. It just it's got very much so. It, it's it seems to be like dated itself to that period, and maybe it there's there's a certain amount of to bias to me because I was not really up on a lot of stuff from the nineties during the nineties, and and some of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, especially like I don't know. I just wasn't into like the whole dance thing. Maybe I was a little too young for it, but I was just I don't know. I was still listening to a lot of older stuff, and it was just I don't know. Yeah, and there are some some of those elements here in that, and um, so yeah, I I am curious to hear the the rest of the album though, um, you know, just to see like, cause you know maybe there are some some hidden gems 
And that one thing I did read about this album, and I'm curious to hear, is uh, what's his name? The the singer, uh, Bobby Gillespie. Uh, there, there's a cover of the of a Motorhead song, Motorhead, uh, and he sang it through a Darth Vader mask. So <laughs> I am curious. I am curious to hear what that sounds like. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So let's get into the second half of the album, uh, and it uh, starts off with a song, uh, "Out of the Void." So here we go. All right, ending the album with "Long Life." Um. Yeah. I I think this the the second half of the album was a little better and I think I figured I think I figured out why I was having such a hard time um connecting with the music and the the songs that I actually did enjoy and did like were Star, Medication and Long Life and Motorhead was okay too. Those are the songs with uh lyrics and vocals and i think the vocal line and the vocal melody is sort of the it's the human element of the song and even though long life still had a lot of electronic noise and 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 um a lot of that sort of i guess industrial sort of sound because there was a vocal line it was easier for me to to make a connection with and I feel I th- I think that's why I was struggling. I think that's why I was struggling is because it was all instrumental, and I don't necessarily mind instrumental if it's musicians playing. But when it's cold industrial music, it's hard for me to grab onto. And I think it's the lack of the human. L- it's very robotic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Stuka was sort of interesting because it reminded me of dub music. Um, what was the other one? Train spotting was sort of dub like as well in a lot of places. Um, so it was, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely think the second half was a lot easier to get to uh, get into, but it wasn't necessarily for the same reasons that you did. Um, maybe it was just because uh, it took a little while for me to sort of get what was going on. I don't know. Um, yeah, I find his his vocal stylings are kind of hard to get used to. They take some getting used to, just the way he sings. Yeah, but and and on the song Medication, which honestly, I wanted to talk about that because that song kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was just a rock song. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I, his vocals remind me of Iggy Pop. And that, it sounds like, oh, okay, this is kind of like the Stooges. And uh, so, like, that 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 really rem- that song really reminded me of the Stooges and um, that sort of style. And his vocals are very reminiscent of Iggy Pop. So it's like, okay, well, I can kind of make that connection there. But you're right on some of the uh, some of the other songs. His uh, his vocal his choice in melody is is unusual for sure. Um, but yeah, that song medication it's it's weird because 
it's a good song. It's a good rock song. And in some ways, it's my favorite song on the album. But it's also like it doesn't really fit on the album either. Like it, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it was just very, well, this is a little bit uh, them doing something completely different. Yeah, it was, uh, I didn't expect it at all. No, it was, uh, this is a very, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this band now because it's sort of like, like there, maybe it's an acquired taste. I don't know. But it's like, okay, well, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm having a hard time with this. And I'm still not quite on board. I'm still a little bit on the fence. But they've got me intrigued enough to want to, like, maybe see what else they've done. Because apparently, like, what the review said in the beginning is, like, this is sort of an album where they sort of deviate, or they had an album before where they deviated, and this is sort of like a return to something that they've done before. And sort of but not quite so i'm sort of curious it's like well what what does their other stuff sound like yeah yeah i was thinking the other thing it's just like this other album that made them almost lose their fans so-called um well i mean i bet they are their fans but you know i that's what the review said they this album made them almost lose their fans um what does it sound like (laughs) yeah I'm I'm curious about that. So yeah. Um, so this album, although maybe this album isn't my favorite or my like, I had a hard time getting on board with it. It's like it's got me intrigued enough, and I'm curious enough to okay. Well, maybe there's maybe their other stuff is more more down my street or something. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the question is, would you listen to this again? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm not likely to, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I wouldn't. So I don't think I'm... It's not something I'm going to put on. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I probably wouldn't listen to this again. I probably wouldn't because it's just... It's a struggle to, to sort of get through i think it's a struggle it's there's not enough some of the songs are interesting but there's not enough interesting stuff to make me want to return i don't think yeah i don't know i'm I'm gonna have to stick with a completely i don't know because it's just if it came on again i wouldn't turn it off necessarily um but it's yeah it was very hard to sort of get my head around as well but uh i don't know the second half definitely uh, captured me a little bit more but uh, it did me too. Yeah. But was it enough to actually want to put the album on again? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, that, I guess we'll end the episode there. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, uh, we want to hear from you, whether you agree or disagree with our review of this album, you can always reach out to us uh, by going to the contact page of our website, polyphonicpress.com. And while you're there, you can check out previous episodes. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com slash polyphonicpress. Uh, It's really easy. You don't need to sign up for anything. All of those links are in the show notes. And I think that just about does it. Uh, I'm Jeremy Boyd. I'm John Van Dyke. Take it easy. Take it easy.